What? No Jonas? I couldn't even get BuzzFeed? I couldn't even get that failing piece of garbage here? Is it on? Look, I'm going to uh, shirt front, Mr Putin. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. I will not. No, wait, it, it is on? Uh, you bet you are. Uh, you bet I am. I don't like it. Oh, fair shake of the sauce bottle, mate. Well, may we say God save the Queen. Because nothing will save the Governor-General. Hello and welcome to episode six of Is It On? BuzzFeed Australia's political podcast. I'm Alice Workman coming to you from Canberra and he's not across the desk from me this week, but he is joining me from the Harborside Mansion city of Sydney, Mark Stefano. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Alice Workman. And we're not in a mansion. We're in a Harborside storage closet because this sounds good. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting here with my mate, Nick Ray, our, our producer. Hey, Nick Ray. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so are you guys sitting shoulder to shoulder in a cupboard that's worth like what? No, 1. I'm sitting on his lap. I'm yeah, it's a one point six million dollar property, maybe one point eight million dollars by the time we finish recording. And <laughs> um and some overseas investors are gonna start bidding on it while we're here. <laughs> Great. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> well, we've got a shorter episode this week. Um we're gonna be putting the podcast out weekly, so we'll be ebbing and flowing between longer and shorter episodes um while Parliament is on a break until the budget in May. But, but Alice, like, but Alice, yes, I want to stop you there. This 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 episode, it's an important episode. Do you know why? Why? Because Gallery Whispers has come back. It's come <laughs> back right. in a big way. That's right. I stupidly asked last week if people want a Gallery Whispers to come back. And look, I'm not going to lie, Mark, the people have spoken. Can I read you some tweets? Sure. This guy, Cordell, I'm pro the cheeky insights of Gallery Whispers, though the whispering makes my hackles rise. Maybe another voice. Jesse tweets, are you telling me there are no gallery whispers to look forward to in the newest podcast? James tweets, just make the whole thing gallery whispers. Well, James, do I have news for you? What are we doing this week? Oh, well, we're bringing gallery whispers back with a very special guest. That's right. Labor's Ed Husick, MP, has decided to come on board for a gallery whispers special where... He'll be joining in with the whispering a bit later in the program. I am so pumped. Yeah, he better bring some good whispers to the table. Ed, I think that we've got music, some good ones. You have been warned. Bring good whispers. Gallery whispers. Oh, Jesus. It's so funny doing it so so far away from you. <laughs> Ed Husick is a Western Sydney Labor MP. He was elected in 2010. and uh, he's, the, he's the he's first pretty... Muslim MP that was elected to Australian Parliament. That's right. He's a, and he's also um, does a lot of stuff when it comes to innovation, startups, all that sort of thing. And he's a big fan of the podcast. So it'd be very exciting to have him on The Whispering later on. So we'll get to Gallery Whispers in a minute. But first, we've got this week's Fast Five rundown of what's going on in Australian politics. Fast Five, Mark, Fast Five, Fast Five. a minute five. for each topic. Can you start the clock now? Now, started. What's so, the first topic? Okay, so this week, Treasurer Scott Morrison, when asked how his company tax cuts, which were passed through the Senate last week after they had that marathon sitting, when he was asked how they were going to impact companies and, you know, the government's favourite slogan, what jobs and what growth were they going to bring? So what he essentially said was, you know, if you go to the pub and you ask small business owners about company tax cuts, they don't want to talk about economic modelling. They just want to talk to you about how, like, they can now afford more schooners because they pay less tax. 
Um, yeah, I think that okay, this is Scott a. Morrison. I think this is a favorite. The pub test is back in Australian politics. It's 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 maybe just above the sniff test in terms <laughs> of uh, the, the 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 ranking of tests in Australian politics. Yeah, and it sounds like a really trivial thing. Like, why does anyone care? But listeners to this podcast know that I love economic modelling because what's my theory? If they don't release the modelling, then it isn't any good. Fast five number two, Alice. Uh, it's about the South Australian Senate seat, which this week. Quite a few things happened. What went on? So, Family First Senator Bob Day was kicked out of Parliament last year after his company went bankrupt. But we also found out that he was he owned the office space the government were leasing for uh, his electoral office, and that's a breach of the Constitution because you can't profit from the government while you're a politician. So the High Court ruled this week that he actually wasn't eligible to run for the election last year, and so that means they're going to do a special recount to decide who gets his seat, the South Australian Senate seat. It'll either go to the next person on the Family First ticket, who's a lawyer named Lucy Gattucci, or it could go to Labor's Emma McEwen, who lost her seat last year. But there are question marks around this Lucy woman because she's a dual citizen with Kenya. Was she a dual citizen at the time? Is she even eligible? But Anthony Green, the ABC's election guru, reckons she'll get the seat. So fingers pointing, looking at her. But the next senator is going to be sworn in on the 9th of May, according to George Brandis. So it all has to be decided very soon, Mark. That's very intriguing and also excellent timing because number three is Bronwyn Bishop versus socialism and Dee Madigan on Sky News. Mark, why is Bronwyn Bishop so obsessed with socialism? It's hard to say. I'll tell you what, Alice. It's one of the most entertaining things on Sky <laughs> News. If you if you ever have if you ever have some time to just sit down in front of the TV and fire up your Foxtel, you may as well see Bronwyn Bishop going hard against socialism. This week, she was going hard against Dee Madigan, who is an ad maker for the Labor Party. Bronwyn Bishop, if you remember, back in 2015, had to resign in absolute disgrace over a travel expenses scandal. She caught a dodgy chopper flight from Melbourne to Geelong, which cost the taxpayer $5,000. And I just want to say, this audio is just going to make your day. I hope it made your day. Let's take a listen. Let's take a listen. Is your suggestion that by promoting the Labor Party, you're promoting its causes, ergo socialism? It's a socialist. But it's the Labor Party doesn't have a socialist platform. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It's a socialist oh, the, party. The, the, I'm, I'm going to go to try The central obje- objective is the democratic socialisation. Absolutely. Which is different it's from socialism. socialism. No, it isn't. The same since no, it's, it's not. Because it, and it changed at the last nas- National Party platform, oh, which, is, which is not... socialist policy, no, and they not. pay you to do their ads. $700 a day, taxpayer-funded pension. Hand it back. If you hate socialism... Fund your own damn retirement. I did. I contributed. You didn't. Were you taking $700 a day? But it certainly isn't $700 a day. Oh, that's that's what it says. Oh, that's what what the socialists write. (laughs) But I must say, Dee, I have to say, Dee, I really do think it would be much better and healthier for you if you went and promoted something like wheat bits. Why? Because I think it would be healthier for you. You might get away from the social disgrace. you resigned in disgrace from the Liberal Party. I'm just not going to take advice I'm from you. I'm sorry. I am still a member of the Liberal Party. Well, you resigned in disgrace from Parliament. No, I didn't. Didn't you? No, certainly um, not. I'm going to quote you on the helicopter ride. It was ridiculous and I am so sorry. Do you still stand by that? Absolutely, because it was too expensive and I never saw the cost. The fourth thing this week is reshuffle news, Alice. Reshuffle news, ding, 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 ding. If anyone's ever read an article written by anyone in the press gallery, I'm sure it contained the words cabinet reshuffle. Everyone loves to talk about it and no one knows anything exactly about it, so there's a lot of speculation. Um, So there's been rumours flying around that there's going to be a reshuffle after the budget, but... This week, we found out that Malcolm Turnbull has deferred appointing the next High Commissioner to the UK 
whose job is meant to be up next month in May, well, he's deferred appointing the next person until the end of next year. And you know, Mark, who is uh, very highly contended to take this job? Uh, George Brandis, Attorney General. That's right, Attorney General George Brandis. So the position is currently held by another Liberal, former uh, Foreign Minister Alexander Downer. And um, there's been all this speculation amongst all the controversy around George Brandis that the way that the government would ease him Holy out Holy crap, that's a minute. That's a minute. That's a minute. That's a minute. Oh, okay. It's so, a minute. Okay, no last one, last no one. Last of the fifth of the fast five is about sausage sizzles. Yeah. I mean, it's my favourite topic. It's the greatest thing about Australian why politics. Why Australian politicians so obsessed with sausage sizzles, Mark? Because it's a sausage in a bread with onion and tomato sauce. It might be the most important cultural artefact in Australian democracy. If people wow. around the world are listening to this Australian political podcast, though, might not know just the central component of Australian politics is getting a sausage sizzle from the Barbie, putting it down your gob. This week, Malcolm Turnbull was offered a sausage sandwich from a CWA volunteer in flood hit areas. And what did the Prime Minister do? He handed it back to the CWA volunteer. Rude. It was a disgrace. Rude. He's not Australian. Australian. Oh my god! Yeah. No, look. I Who think that um, a lot of uh, like it. That is just ridiculous. Well, it apparently the mail sausage. is that he's he's carb conscious. Apparently oh, he's carb yeah, conscious. Whatever. Our prime minister. Whatever. He doesn't want to eat the bread, and he's worried about it going to his hips. And and so look, prime minister. I will eat your sausage sizzle any day. Yeah, but more importantly, former Prime Minister Tony Abbott, who throws all the shade, oh my God. went and like ate all the sausages this week, Mark. He ate all of them. And I'm sure he ate he some ate all the sausages. And that's the it. end of our fast <laughs> that's the end of our fast five for episode six of the podcast. Congratulations, Alice. We got there. Woohoo! Now you, you, you. Mark, it is time for Gallery Whispers. Gallery Whispers. What's Gallery Whispers? Yeah. So Ed Husick, Labor MP uh, for Chifley, which is a seat in Western Sydney, has joined us for Gallery Whispers, and uh, this is what went down. This is what happened. I'm very excited to introduce an extremely special guest into the most hated section of the podcast. Hated or loved? No, hated. Labor's Ed Husick is here to join us. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Hey. Give me a round of applause. I don't even know why. The critics agree. I'm a smash. <laughs> now, Ed, have you brought some gossip with you to the podcast? Yes. Do I have to talk like Richard Mercer? Love God. No, what see, is? the inspiration of Gallery Whispers, and we should go into it, was, was ASMR. ASMR. And Alice was obsessed with ASMR. Which is, uh, incorrect. I'm not obsessed with it. I'm just aware of it. You didn't know what it was. No. Um, which is where people How come every get time like... people point out like these things and they say you're obsessed about them, you instantly say, <laughs> I've noticed this a lot with you. I'm not obsessed. I'm not obsessed. <laughs> I'm not. But it's where people do things like this. Like they wrinkle paper or they brush their hair and they talk really delicately and softly into the microphone. I wonder if preppers do that. <laughs> so, Gal- so Gallery Whispers was a segment we launched where we whisper um, our best, yeah. our best. Yeah, rumors. ASMR is like a fetishy thing, but this is yeah. more like a gotcha. <laughs> yeah, slow so, so <laughs> wink. So one of the it, it's but gallery yeah. is, is fun. Sorry, it's we interrupting you. Yeah, no, keep okay, going. Okay. It's fun. I love it until the point it affects you. 
And then it's not so much fun. And it's a little bit teary. Yeah. So you got in contact with us after a gallery whisper. Yes. Which was about the basketball courts. Yes. It was a little bit too close to home. It was. I think people should... No, actually, they shouldn't hear it again. It was slanderous. So we've launched a national inquiry into where this rumour came from. We hope it reports back by the time of the Bridget. I mean, budget. No. You don't think... Are you saying it wasn't who I think it was? I'm not saying... I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. But, uh... So the rumour was that there was this big fight between the netballers who, like, I love the sort of mm, jab that was given that they're all female. They're not all women. Exactly. Oh, some of them are men. Yes, Pat Conroy. Pat Conroy's double agent, though. I've heard Pat Conroy is phenomenal on the netball. Labor, Labor backbencher La- from No, 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 frontbencher. Frontbencher. Oh, don't say that. I'll be wiping mud off my face for weeks if you say that. Okay, frontbencher. So, Labor frontbencher Pat Conroy plays netball. Yes, and basketball. Smashing down gender norms. He is. He's very good. He's getting much better. That's really good. The Except reason he plays like he's a rugby league player. We, we get so much feedback from Gallery Whispers because it's very creepy and very weird, whereas so much of the other podcast is sterling broadcasting. Everyone's questioning. Top, top notch. To, top top shelf. notch. So everyone's like, well, you should get a politician on because like a politician special. Hmm. Ooh. Shall we start the segment? Let's start the segment. Okay. Mark. Alice. What have you got? Okay. My first gallery whisper is the fact that the ACTU president, Jed Carney, has been seen shopping for property that is seen buying a house in the Melbourne seat of Jagger Jagger. No way. So Jed Carney might be looking for a lower house seat. Jenny Macklin seat. Jenny Macklin. What do you think Ed, about what do you think? What do you think about that bit of gallery whispers? I hope this microphone's loud enough to hear my eyes roll to the back of my head. What it is? Gallery whispers. Gallery whispers. Gallery whispers. Oh, sorry. Gallery whispers. Ed, Ed, I've heard yes. that Jason Clare yes. bribed Emma Hussar with a single Easter egg so she wouldn't get kicked out of question time. And she didn't get kicked out of question time today. Gallery whispers. Gallery whispers. What's your first gallery whisper? Uh, my first gallery whisper is that a prominent journalist slash celebrity from a failing piece of garbage is set to engage in a paunch out with a senior federal labour politician who may or may not be the shadow treasurer. Gallery whispers. Gallery whispers. Mark. Is this true? This is disgusting. Uh, On so many levels. Yeah. I once saw a photo of Chris Bowen and I made a comment that he had good paunch. And now he's quite offended by my comment that he has a good paunch. So now he's going to have a paunch off with me. And uh, and I'm really sorry, Chris Bowen. Gallery whispers. Gallery whispers. Gallery whispers. I've been told. That when the Deputy Prime Minister comes, Barnaby Joyce comes down to Canberra, he only travels with one die. Like literally just one single die. And the colour changes because of food stains. Gallery whispers. <laughs> gallery whispers. Alice, what's your next gallery whisper? Two former prominent politicians got re- 
refused entry to two different parliaments this week. Maurice Yemmer got refused entry to New South Wales Parliament and Joe Hockey got refused entry into Federal Parliament oh. because they weren't carrying ID oh. and the security didn't know who they were. Gallery whispers. Because the security here is very tight. If you don't have a pass or photo ID, you ain't getting in. That's huge. Because I once saw someone say, a journalist who will remain nameless, but this is my Twitter account. I have a verified Twitter account. So a journalist you tried to get into the Parliament House by showing a security their Twitter account. Yes. That's Gallery Whispers. That's the best Gallery Whispers I've ever had. That's hands down the best one. I'm so impressed right now. Alex Hawke, Liberal MP from New South Wales, and who fancies himself as a bit of a numbers man, has been targeting people on Facebook, but not just anyone. He targets so many of his Facebook posts to uh, be sponsored and actually go after One Nation voters and people who like the Pauline Hanson page. Gallery whispers. Gallery whispers. I tend to target in my ads people who watch the cartoon Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and my Facebook posts are tanking, and that's not a gallery whisper. <laughs> that's just the truth. Gallery whispers. We had a event at Parliament where Daryl Braithwaite played horses, and Pauline Hanson was spotted in the back of the room, not dancing to horses. Was gallery whispers. The ethnicity of the horse. Pauline Hanson, who claims to be a true blue Aussie, wasn't dancing or singing. I saw horses. How can you not dance to dance? Exactly. It's horses. It's not Australian. I think horses might be Australia's greatest ever karaoke song. Totally. Yeah. What's your karaoke song? Oh, uh, why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we you know what? be friends? Um, what is Bill Shorten's favourite band? Oh no, I'm going to lose my front bench position because I don't know. This is really bad for you. I, I'm tanking. I am a failing piece of garbage. No, you, you're in that failing piece of garbage now. Okay. Alice, gallery whisper. Do you have another gallery whisper? Okay. Okay, this is our last gallery whisper. This is our last gallery whisper. So Ed, you know your mate Josh Frydenberg who's the environment minister? Yes, and serial texter. <laughs> Did he use iMessage or WhatsApp? Ooh, good No, I think it's iMessage. So he uses iMessage. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh took some journalists to Antarctica for a junket, and they only went, it was bad weather, so they could only be on the ground for a few hours. And one gallery journalist was caught trying to smuggle some water. They were told they couldn't touch anything because it's heritage listed. Was caught trying to fill a bottle of water with some ice and water from Antarctica so she could take it back to her friends in Canberra. And she was caught. She was caught. She was caught doing it. With heritage listed water. Yes, trying to steal water. Gallery whisper. Can I ask a question? Yes. Though? Like what happens if you drank water in Antarctica <laughs> and they say you can't take the water out of Antarctica? So you, ta- you drink it. And then you come back you can, and you then you urinate into the bottle. <laughs> that's that, that's a way around it. I didn't it. want to like say it that obvious, but thank you. Okay. And and I have to say uh, my um, uh, fellow frat house member, Jason Clare. So you have a frat house? Yeah, a frat house. With Who's in the frat house that you live in, in um, Canberra? 
Paunchmaster, a.k.a. Sebo, a.k.a. Chris Bowen. There's, it's incredible that you guys have these types of nicknames for each other. And Jay Clare, E. Clare. Jason Clare. Jason Clare. You who, call him E. Clare. used to e. have an email newsletter that was called E. Clare. That's quite funny. Yeah, I know. And clever. And so where's your frat house? Uh, it's in this suburb in Canberra called New Acton. Who? New Acton. Yeah, yeah New Acton. I, I, I get that it's a name, but who names a suburb New Acton? What are some of the other... F- there is a suburb called Acton, and it's the New Acton. Now, Ed's got to go. i got to fly. Got to fly. Literally. Thank you so much really, for coming I on the to... first politician sitting in on Gallery Whispers. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, just quickly, we ask Josh everyone... Josh Frydenberg just te- texted me saying, I don't text a lot. <laughs> we, are, we have to ask everyone, what do you reckon? Is it on? Is it on? Is it on? On their side? Well, both oh, sides. On yours? No, not on our side. <laughs> exclusive, exclusive. Bill Shorten's um, approval rating's not that high. Uh, on their side, you know what? I just, the, the money is being taken. We're all wondering, when's it on? Mm. Do you mm. think, someone said today that on the other side, they're even preparing for opposition. They were even talking about what positions they'll be yep. in opposition. I've heard that too. Isn't that just awful? That, yeah. that ministers are talking about what 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 like what portfolios they want in shadow, and it's just just a signal about how well obviously how bad it is, but also like how worse it's going to get. Because when you start thinking like that, everything just they just become more and more resigned to what's happening, and they're just you know they're um, going through the motions of government, mm. which is terrible for everyone else. Ed Husek, thank you so much for joining. Thanks, Ed. You guys are the real heroes. <laughs> I like Big Wama. I like Big Wama. I like Big Wama. I like Big Wama. Big Wama. Oh, my God. Alice, how was that? It was broken. <laughs> I think that was pretty broken. Yeah, it was it was as broken as our hearts. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. But it's made Ed me Husek really thirsty. On. It's made me thirsty for more gossip. If you've got gossip, please sign into our DMs on Twitter or Facebook. They are open. Or I will give you my mobile number and you can call me. Or oh my god, or, isn't that saucy? Or we, or we have all of the the secret messaging apps. I'm on the Snapchats. Um, We've got all the ways, or any way, any way you want to communicate with us. Let's make it happen. Let's have Brilliant. a baby. And a gossip baby. Let's have, let's have a baby. <laughs> um, so uh, it's the end of our podcast, which means what we normally do is take something out of the bin, and the segment is called... Bin Juice. So we get a couple of stories bin we didn't juice. think got enough attention. We pull them out of the bin. We wipe the juices off. Mark, what is your bin juice for this week? My bin juice this week is about housing affordability. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with Australia's absurdly ridiculous rising property market. And this week on Monday, CoreLogic, which is a data group that looks at property trends, came out with a report that said that Australia's housing market is going absolute berserk. It's right, like going up at a, the fastest rate in a decade. House prices around the country have gone up, wait for it, 13% in a single bloody year that is a and lot in for one year it just it takes my breath away it takes my breath away just how much house housing is going up in this country let me just quickly run through some other cities for you alice Hit me with the stats. sydney sydney up 19 percent in 12 months melbourne 16 percent here are two that you don't normally hear hobart the capital of tasmania up 10 yeah. percent that's really surprising. and canberra the nation's capital where you live 
up 13%. There were two capital cities that actually suffered drops over the last 12 months. Darwin down 4% and Mm. Perth down 5%. And it's very clear the reason for that was of the mining boom going bust. So a lot of people in those areas are starting to flee and demand for rental units and people buying houses in those states and territories are going down. But the reason why it's so significant is that while these house prices are going up at a crazy, crazy rate, um, Australia's wage growth, which is how much our salaries are going up each year, is at a terribly low 1.9%, which is only just above inflation. So if you're trying to buy a house, you're seeing house prices go up at double-digit percentage points, and then you look at how much your salary is going up, it's just not keeping pace. And we had the RBA governor, Philip Lowe, this week, who was supposed to be kind of like this dispassionate uh, umpire on the sides of the whole thing, he's the Reserve Bank governor, he said, well, actually, compared to a lot of places around the world, our banks are taking out some weird loans and handing out interest-only loans to maybe people that shouldn't necessarily have them. So I'll tell you what, Alice, heading into the budget process, I'm already calling it, this budget is going to be known as the housing affordability budget because people out here, we're freaking out. Yeah, housing prices the are crazy. the loans thing, right, the loans thing is really interesting because... Banks have been giving out loans to people who are only making the interest payments on them, which means that they're actually not paying off the loans and the debt is increasing and the banks are making more and more money. That's a really bad situation. If you look at any graph about Australia's household debt these days, it's going through the bloody roof up to the top right. And and I think that it's it's a really terrifying experience because quite a few people are throwing around the B word the dreaded B word, which is a bubble. We don't really know if we're in a real estate bubble at the moment. And if we are in a bubble and it does pop, we're going to suffer so much stress around this country because of the amount of debt every household has. It's really especially tough because bubble is such a wrapped fun up word. In property. It's such a fun yeah, word bubble, and it's such a sad, sad, sad analogy. But mm. that's my bin juice. Yeah. Alice Workman, what is your thing that you're taking out of the bin, shaking off the juice and uh, showing it to our listeners? Okay, well, I uh, have another report for my bin juice. Uh, it's a report by Amnesty International, and it is about, shock horror mark, how shit it is in offshore detentions on Nauru and Manus Island. I think a lot of people already probably know just how shit it is, but this report I was pretty I think Australians are a bit immune. Like, I feel like yeah. we know that it's bad and we don't like talking about it, and, you know, it's just like violence on TV. We're all a bit over it, right? But this report mm. is important, right? This I'm going to tell you why it is important. So the report says that the companies that run the detention centres on Nauru and Manus Island are profiting from torture and human rights abuses. It focuses on And the T word this, is important. Yeah. And it focuses on this company called Broad Spectrum, who make billions of dollars by running these camps. But they also, more importantly, help keep up the secrecy that's maintained around them. So if you're a journalist or even like a tourist, I guess, you can't go to these places. You can't see what's happening there. They're, they're, like The secrecy of what happens on these places is so huge that often we're left to rely on um, people that like asylum seekers and refugees themselves uh, texting journalists and calling them and sending them photos to even know what's happening in there because we have no idea the government just has like blanketed shut down all information about them just like they did about boats so you don't know anything about what's happening in these places and you know this report alleges that human rights abuses are basically maintained because of the confusing setup between who runs these places so the australian government the Nauru or the png government and the companies that run them pass the buck between them on all the issues 
the, and all the things that are happening so no one takes responsibility for the violation of human rights. And a 2016 report um, from the Australian Audit Office estimates, and this is staggering, Mark, that the Australian government spent over $573,000 holding one person in offshore what? detention every year. It's it's mm. insane. Anyway, and so the Amnesty report said that uh, Broad Spectrum, the company that runs these places, their contract is up in the second half of the year and they put out a warning to people saying, if you take up this contract, you are taking up a, quote, torture contract and mm. you will be held to account. Oh, Mark. Oh. Yeah, $573,000 so per asylum seeker. The Australian per year. Per year. taxpayer pays yeah. per person per year. That's and, just awful. And, like, like, I get it. It's a hard topic to talk about. A lot of Australians feel really guilty about it. They don't like talking about it. It makes them feel uncomfortable. And, like, it should because it's not good. It's a good bin juice, Alice. You've gone back-to-back good bin juices. I'm very proud of you. Bin juice, bin juice. Well, Mark, do you want to hear something quite funny? Yeah, I love funny oh, stories. I, I had a dream this week, Mark, that I <gasps> interviewed Meryl Streep for this podcast. Yes. Now, I Meryl asked, Streep, the actress Meryl, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, the actress. In my dream... Before the interview started, I, I think that we were at the Tony Awards or somewhere. I don't even know. I said to her, oh, so what do you know about Australian politics? She said, nothing. I thought, oh, okay, <laughs> this will be a good interview. Mark, it was the best interview I've ever done. It was great. Really? We talked about Trump. We talked about musicals. She talked about Malcolm Turnbull somehow. I don't know. Anyway, so um, I put the call in for Meryl. Uh, doesn't look good, though. So we've got the bid. We've got the bid in for Meryl because you interviewed her in your sleep. It's uh, the way this podcast is going. I think we're going to have Donald Trump by the fourth episode, by by four weeks in or something. Just like our Prime Minister Alfred Deakin, who consulted psychics, a psychic once told me that I was a little bit psychic, and so I have taken that to mean. Did they really say that? Yeah, a psychic once told me at Sydney University O Week that I was a little bit psychic. uh, so that's just a fact now, obviously. And the, my dream is saying, hey, maybe Meryl Streep should come on the podcast. Anyway. This is crazy stuff. <laughs> this is this is how dreams are born. I'm really excited for it. Okay. We have to, can I say, can you lean over to Nick and just whisper in his ear, thank you, since you guys are thank you. sitting on each other's Thank you, slides. Nick Ray. Thank yeah, you, Nicola Harvey. Here. Thank you, Peter yes. Holmes and the whole pod team at BuzzFeed Australia. Go okay, to buzzfeed.com right. slash is it on. Subscribe to on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Leave us a rating or a review. That's like the most important thing because it helps everyone else find our amazing podcasts. Please do that. And um, my, uh, I'm a very vain person, so I need validation. <laughs> so when is the next episode coming out? It is coming out next week. Yes, boys. Next week. And um, finally, I've got to ask the question that I always ask at this time every week. Mark, is it on? Yeah, a little bit. It is a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm throwing out there just a little bit. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.